This is the 77 WABC minicast. Hey, we'll, we'll bring him in. All right, let's go to Professor Alan Dershowitz now. Uh, the other huge story today, uh, three gun charges. Hunter Biden has been indicted on the firearm charges. Everybody was wondering, would any charges come against Hunter Biden? Joining us now is Alan Dershowitz, uh, Professor Emeritus there at Harvard, and also his great book called Get Trump. Professor, uh, your reaction well, I predicted it uh, as soon as I saw the deal fall apart, which I also predicted. I said that there'd have to be an indictment. Now, what's going to happen now? Listen very carefully. because It's a little complicated. He's not going to plead completely guilty. He's going to make a plea bargain. He's going to do what's called a stipulated plea. Let me explain very simply how that works. He's going to say, I did what you said I did. I lied on my forms. I don't deny it. But the Second Amendment doesn't permit the government to ask me whether I have used drugs. So he's going to make a Second Amendment defense in the appellate courts, hoping to get the support of conservatives and Second Amendment people on his appeal. But he's not going to dispute the facts underlying the charges. You know what you know what the irony is, Professor? He is then going and saying that the law that his father has been pushing so much against every other American citizen is violating basically Second Amendment rights. Think about the irony of that. No, of course. No, look, the whole thing is so ironic to have the son of somebody who supports very clearly uh, the right of the states to control and regulate guns and the right of the federal government to regulate guns, he's now going to be making a Second Amendment argument. But the end result is going to be a probationary sentence. He's not going to prison. Almost nobody goes to prison for telling lies on a gun application form. He may very well be indicted as well on the tax cases. But remember, he isn't being charged with not paying the taxes. He paid the taxes. He just paid them very late. And so generally there aren't uh, prison terms for that as well. The real issue is not the one we're talking about. The real issue is what else is there? Beyond these two small charges, what about the big allegations about Burisma, about Ukraine, about China, about his incompetence to be receiving the kind of money he got for doing anything but giving access uh, to the White House? That's the elephant in the room, and that's not what these two cases are about. And uh, Professor Dershowitz, uh, we have Judge Weinberg for you. Okay, welcome back, Alan. Farah, the Foreign Registration Act, sent Manafort a conviction and to jail. Right. So how do they get around? How do they get around that? They may try to get around parts of it, at least through the statute of limitations. Now, Farah is a continuing obligation. As long as you're doing work for a foreign government, you have to register. So I think they may very well be able to get him for that. And people do do time for that. Um, We'll have to see what the facts, the dates, everything. The devil is in the details always. But this indictment is not a big deal because it will this indictment itself will not end up with prison time. It will end up with a guilty verdict on his record, whereas previously under the sweetheart deal, um, there was going to be no uh, record. He would be diverted. That means no guilty plea, no admission of guilt, and no criminal record. You could always say 
I was never convicted of anything. I have you, a clean record. You said something just very interesting now. You used the word diversion. The defense yeah. counsel also arguing, Alan, that because of the diversion agreement, the prosecution is blocked from doing this prosecution. What do you say about that? You know, they didn't agree to it. Uh, here's There's the no problem. signatories on that. This, this, well, they, they, the two agree, the prosecution and the defense agreed, it's the judge who didn't agree. So they're going to make an argument that since diversion generally doesn't require judicial approval, there was a deal. And you know, we'll have to see how the courts resolve that. He has a brilliant lawyer. Uh, Abby Lowell is as good as they get. And uh, he knows exactly what he's doing. And I think he will try to make a double jeopardy argument that he did in fact, make a deal. But um, it's not clear how it will come out because the judge didn't uh, didn't agree to the deal. You know, uh, uh, Professor, that, the thing they're also talking about today is also uh, the pardon issue, because uh, people are saying, well, could President Biden preemptively pardon his son? He can, but he won't. He won't. He's not going to do that. He's not going to um, get into the gutter uh, with the other side. He's going to want to be perceived as above it all. Uh, he's going to want to say, look, I believe in law, whether it applies to my son or not. Unlike Trump, who pardoned all of his buddies, you know, all of that. He's he uh, already the New York Times had a story saying that Biden is treating the impeachment claims against him politically, not legally. And so I think that we can predict with fairly great assurance that uh, Biden will not pardon his son. And uh, uh, Governor uh, David Patterson, you got a question for Dershowitz. No, I just agree with him that that would really, uh, I think, change his perception for uh, such a part of the American public that doesn't feel that way now, that he he would lose them. If he pardoned his son. I agree. I agree that it would be politically a devastating act, especially if he's not going to get prison time. Why should he give up so much politically just to save his son reputationally? I mean, one other possibility because he doesn't pardon his son. He runs for a second term. He loses. If he loses, he pardons his son as he's leaving office. If he wins, he pardons his son during his next term. But he doesn't pardon his son while he's still up for election. That's clear. So Ed Cox here, uh, Alan. The Foreign Agents Registration Act. Uh, yeah. If, first of all, is that so obvious that the special counsel will have to bring it? And secondly, doesn't that lead to the vice former vice president uh, and implicate him? Well, um, you know, I think everybody on the Democratic side is going to try to build a wall between Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden. And no, the, the special counsel does not have to indict under Farah. It really depends on when the acts that constitute the elements of the crime occurred, statutes of limitations, all of those things. You have to know more about the chronology to know. But if there's a clear, clear, clear violation of Farrow within the statute of limitations, then I think he's probably going to have to bring it. And that does carry with it prison time. You know, the other thing, too, we were talking with um, Rudy Giuliani earlier, and Rudy brought up that in this case with Hunter Biden, um, he was saying that he's been in treatment for 19 times as a drug addict um, and obviously has had a history of it. He lied on the forum by his own admission. Um, So could that become an aggravating factor that maybe doesn't guarantee he would not have jail time? It could go either way. It could be a mitigating factor, you know, drug addiction. It could be an aggravating factor. But in general, for this kind of crime, 
where, you know, generally this case is brought against people who have used the gun in another crime. And then they add, oh, and he lied on his form. That's how he got the gun. But it's very rare to give prison time to somebody who is just convicted of having lied on his form to get a gun, the gun of which was then thrown into the garbage pail by by, by the wife just uh, a few days later. So I, I predict with fairly great certainty, no jail time. All right. Well, Professor Alan Dershowitz, really interesting. Uh, we're going to be talking more about this later on in the show. Love having you on on this big breaking news Always day. Thank you, Alan. Thank, Thank you. you.